but you've got to change the way you think and believing that you need a job to make money. Stop thinking you need to trade time for dollars and look to add value in the marketplace. And the marketplace will reward you handsomely if you can figure out what it's needing, you fulfill it by a need. So you solve a problem in the marketplace. And by doing so, a transaction takes place called a sale. And with that sale, money then begins to flow to you from the marketplace. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. Today, I wanna talk about money, what money really is, where it comes from, how you can figure out a way to get more of it, and uh, some of the things I've discovered in my journey that has helped me uh, break through a lot of the limiting beliefs that I have uh, and that I even still currently have. I'm working hard on them every single day, and hopefully this message will find you in a place that and, and add value enough to the point where it can challenge maybe some of the things that you're thinking about and some of the beliefs that you've had in the past. Early on in my personal development journey, I was introduced by Earl Nightingale in the Lead the Field program. And I highly recommend you go out and find Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. You can find it in digital download nowadays, probably find it multiple locations. So go find that program, number one. But inside of that program, Earl started to talk in ways about, uh, he had a story in there about a young couple that were trying to live in a, probably what was considered an upper level as far as uh, the amount of income or amount of status it was going to require to live in a particular uh, neighborhood out in California in the time. And the story goes that the young man decides and, and wants to throw in the towel and go back to where he came from. Uh, which would I, I would assume would be a lesser standard of living. And he kept thinking, or he said over and over and over, that no one wants to give him a job, so he's going to have to go back home. So when he was out in, let's call it California, imagine living at the beach, uh, living in uh, a nice home, nice surroundings, he felt as if he needed to be given a job. And since he couldn't be, and since no one wanted to give him a job, he needed to go pack his things, and take his newly wed wife back to where they came from and go settle for something less. So in that message from Earl, he talks about that that young man doesn't need a job. He needs to think. He needs to think of finding a way to provide service to the community. So in this example, he talks he mentions several different things. He mentions that the young man could go start a detailing service, or he could go work towards figuring out how to cut lawns, all different types of things that he could learn how to add value to his community, which is where money, where money is generated. It's not from your job. If your sole source of income is trading time for dollars, then you are selling yourself short. 
from what you actually could achieve and could grow in your life. So the next story comes from uh, another mentor of mine, Jim Rohn. He talks about how we've got this minimum wage. And back when this was recorded, I believe the minimum wage was, you know, two or $3 an hour. And that uh, he talks about climbing the corporate ladder and that type of thing. But one thing he, he said was that the floor or starting at the bottom, it's not a bed. You need to climb. And there's no amount of rungs of where you can climb to. You can climb as high as you desire. But the secret is to figure out how to add value to the marketplace. And the marketplace is the people, the services, the products that are out there selling what you have, selling what you have to provide, uh, adding value to other people's lives, to other businesses' lives. So the secret is figuring out a way to add value to the marketplace. Now, in his recording, uh, he talks about uh, that it doesn't mean that the person is not valuable as a person, as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a child. That's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is that money is transferred when that person takes their ideas, packages them in a way that is then presented to the marketplace. And then the marketplace decides whether or not it's valuable or not by the transaction of a sale. Money is transferred by the transaction of a sale. That takes me to my third mentor. David Nagel talks all the time about nothing happens as far as making money until a sale is made. And everything is a sale. Even the conversations that you're having with your family, the communication that you might be having with your coworkers, uh, everything, if you look at it and think about it in a way, it's actually a sale. You're making a, a transaction with somebody. Now, if you want to make more money, which is the topic of this video, going back to both Earl and Jim Rohn, is that you need to figure out a product or service that is considered valuable in the marketplace. Now, doing that requires some thinking. You've got to think. You've got to look out into the marketplace and find gaps. What are people needing? What are people wanting? One mistake I made early on in my journey is I started to create things that I thought I wanted. That was a mistake because the marketplace quickly told me that those things were not considered valuable based on the reaction that I got. I struggled to make sales because the marketplace was not needing or wanting what I was trying to provide. When I switched to proving the marketplace first, proving that what I had of value was willing, somebody was willing to trade their dollars for what I had to provide, that's when I doubled down on that product and that service and built it out bigger and better. So I started small, proved the market, and the way you prove the market is through sales. Somebody traded their dollars for the product or service that I was providing. And that was the proof that I needed to then continue on with that sale. So that's the best part is that you will get feedback. It's not good or bad. It's not success or failure. It's just feedback. You take the information and you adjust, you pivot, you change, uh, and you grow. Uh, sometimes the marketplace may not need what you want to provide. 
So what I would suggest is you find what the marketplace needs first. In my e-commerce business, that's what really propelled me to be successful in that business is I could take, there are uh, certain pieces of software you can install on your computer that will give you feedback or give you data that will tell you what the demand is in the marketplace. Amazon is nothing more than a virtual marketplace, which then, so you can put your products in front of those buyers and your chances of success, they're not 100%, but they're better than 50%. You then had a great opportunity to then make a sale. And when you then made a sale, that's when dollars would then come into my account. And as with my learning of my financial education, learning how to budget money, learning how to, uh, my income statements, my balance sheets, uh, different topics with financial education, uh, working with my bookkeeper, working with my CPA, understanding the tax benefits of operating a business. I began to, to substantially increase my ability to then continue to earn income, earn money because of the value that I was bringing to the marketplace. So that's the message I want to leave with you today is think about the value. Think about the experiences that you've had in your life. My experience growing up, uh, most of my working W-2 life was in the in a retail environment. I was in the grocery business. And that experience, looking back on it, going through it, I didn't think it was very valuable. But that experience actually helped me in terms of most of the items that I sell on Amazon or have sold on Amazon are grocery items. That was super simple for me. I was able to understand trends. I was able to understand seasonality of products. As you can imagine, different seasons require different products. Uh, that was super simple. I was able to, uh, my inventory management in my physical stores, I had to manage my inventory, which meant I had to order effectively, uh, manage, making sure I didn't have too much or too little. Uh, there was always a, a fine line, and I was able to take that information over into my businesses as well. So that's what I want to ask you to think about today. What are some of the experiences that you're currently gaining, possibly in a W-2 type job, that can relate over into an experience that you can give to someone else by generating and creating value for other folks, whether you're doing it one-on-one uh, -on -one with other people or whether or not you possibly you're, you're offering products or services to uh, other businesses. There's many, many Dozens, more than dozens, hundreds, millions, there's ideas, there's ways of doing it, but you've got to change the way you think and believing that you need a job to make money. Stop thinking you need to trade time for dollars and look to add value in the marketplace. And the marketplace will reward you handsomely if you can figure out what it's needing, you fulfill it by a need. So you solve a problem in the marketplace. And by doing so, a transaction takes place called a sale. And with that sale, money then begins to flow to you from the marketplace. So hopefully that message serves you today. Uh, just really think through uh, believing a little differently. Try to figure out ways to realize that the experiences that you've been gaining could be valuable in the marketplace. And then start small. Test it small. Don't risk everything. Try to get some results. 
you might have to do some of the work necessarily at the beginning for free. Uh, I started to train some folks. And when I started to do that, I, I did the service for free to make sure that I could get them a result. And when I did, then that's when I went and began to sell that service in the marketplace. And I had some success there as well. Test small, think big, dream big, but test small, but take action and learn how to bring value to the marketplace. Until next time, everybody, I look forward to connecting with you very soon. Reach out to me. Tell me what you think. Let me know uh, what your thoughts are with the content you've been receiving here on the podcast. If there's uh, questions, concerns, don't hesitate to reach out to me as well. And we will uh, try to get some of those answers for you, at least the best to my knowledge. And if I don't have it, I will try to find it from folks that are a lot smarter than me. So have a fantastic day and we will talk to you very soon. Until then now, bye. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Bye.